there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save.
glorify you. Hallelujah. Only wise God. Hallelujah. We thank you. To the only wise God. Woo! The only wise God. To the only wise God. Hallelujah. We give you all the He's the only wise God. To the only wise God. Our wisdom is nothing compared to the wisdom of God. Be glorified. Hallelujah. Majesty, dominion. Hallelujah. Be glory. Hallelujah. And majesty. Dominion. We thank you. And power. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Amen. We glorify his name. We thank God for your life. Amen. We thank you for joining us. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started. We're not going to be before you long. I believe when God is speaking, hallelujah, that's all we need to do is speak what the Lord says. Hey, man, he don't have to take two hours, three hours. When the Holy Ghost speaks, he speaks. And sometimes it's just like that. So we want to, first of all, welcome everybody and thank everybody for coming out. And we also want to thank those that are watching, those that are live on um, on the uh, Facebook, the other and also the iHeartRadio, amen. And I want to just say thank God for the iHeartRadio, Satellite Radio. It reaches over about 257 countries. So people are listening to us on the satellite on the radio. So that means that if they have satellite in their car, when they put it on the channel, Reveal to Redeem radio channel, they can actually hear the service as well. So um, that channel, if you're driving and you just want to tune in, is called Reveal to Redeem. And you can get on that through iHeartRadio. And so you can hear all the live tapings. Um, I believe we have over 27,000 live tapings, amen, that have been taped over the last seven years. That's a lot in seven years, amen. But I believe as we continue to spread the gospel, I know that God is blessing people with his word. And again, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Soar International Outreach Network, and Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry, and um, Apostle Joe L. Azamor, and I am Lady Apostle Robin. We thank God for your life, and we just thank God for those that are here as well. And we thank God just for you coming. I just want to encourage you on today. Uh, we've been in the book of Nehemiah, but today the Lord spoke to me and said, I need you to encourage my people. Amen. I want you to encourage my people. And let them know that they are overcomers through it all. Amen. They are overcomers through it all. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we just need a word of encouragement just to carry us on. You know, we're not leaving the book of Nehemiah. We're still teaching. We're still learning. Amen. So don't worry about that. Um, amen. But next week, by God's grace, we'll come back. We'll be in chapter 7. So we'll continue that out. But today, the Lord wants me to tell you that. You are an overcomer through it all. Amen. You know, a lot of times in life, we give up. We, you know, we give up and we don't finish the fight. But I come to you on today to encourage you, to tell you, you must finish the fight. You must finish the work that God has given unto you because you are a overcomer through it all. And I just want to assure you 
in spite of all you may be going through, amen, you're not the only one. Hallelujah. Somebody else is going through something probably a little worse than you. Hallelujah. But thank God that God has given you the right mind to carry on. God has given you the right mind to just be able to get up and wake up. Some people don't have a right mind to even do that. Amen. And they're not even going through. But those that are in Christ Jesus, because we are going through, and guess what? It's only because of his name's sake. Amen. See, anytime when you're serving God and doing the things of God, the enemy going to come in like a flood. Amen. He's going to come in and raise things against you. Hallelujah. False accusations against you. Try to tear down your character. Try to assassinate your name. But I come to you on today to remind you that you are an overcomer in spite of it all. Amen. Because God did not bring you here, first of all, to leave you. Because the Bible reminds us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Meaning that in spite of what we're going through, he's not going to leave us and he's not going to forsake us. So guess what? We are still on the winning side. Hallelujah. What a word right there, amen. Especially when we feel like Apostle Paul. See, I wanted to go to the book of Acts chapter 9 because in order for us to understand Paul, you got to know that he was first Saul, amen. See, Saul, hallelujah, was not Paul first. He was Saul first before he became Paul. But even in him becoming Paul, he was still an overcomer in spite of it all. Amen. But one of the things that I thought that was so phenomenal in the book of Acts chapter 9. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word that's about to come forth in Holy Spirit. We thank you for speaking through your vessel. Decrease me that your word may come. That your people will be changed. And that the word will do the work because the word of God. God is true and amen. The word of God will not only reform us, but it will transform us and transition us into the position that you have called us to. So Lord God, as this word is going forth, allow the spirit of God to do a renewing of the mind and to conform those, oh God, that need to be conformed to walk upright in your righteousness. And God, we give you the glory and we give you the praise, amen, and glory to God. Hallelujah. But again, on this morning, like I said, I wanted to first, hallelujah, begin to talk about, I wanted to first begin to talk about Saul before I talk about Paul, amen, because it started with um, Saul's conversion. In the book of Acts chapter 9, it says, and um, starting with verse 1, it says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatens and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to um, excuse me, Demarcus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he may bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Demarcus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Now, come on, wait a minute. See, you tell me that on his way to go prosecute some Christians, Jesus, God showed up on the scene. Hold on, wait a minute. This is the same man that was, what, crucifying Christians. He was also coming against the word of God. And you're telling me along the way, God decided to shine his light on him? Let me continue. So, 
it says, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why prosecute thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom they're prosecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him, um, excuse me, stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was there three days without sight, neither did he eat nor drink. Stop right there. My God, you telling me that God Almighty, our Lord Jesus Christ, shone his light on Saul, the same man that prosecuted Christians. There's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. The same man that sold discord, the same man that gossiped, the same man that done all type of vowed things against God's anointed, that God shone his light on him. Wait a minute. See, I told you that God is a forgiving God. See, God don't pick us up when we got everything together, but he picks us up in the midst of our mess. I don't know about you, but God picks us up in the middle of our mess. Some of us were sitting in a bar. Some of us was on a street corner. Some of us was doing drugs, and some of us was doing this. But God decided to pick us up in spite of what we were doing. Why? Because he saw the heart of man. See, God is the only one that can see the heart of man. Man can't see the inner heart, but God knows them by their name and by their heart. And God is a God that will forgive us and he will set us free. Men sometimes, hallelujah, including us women, we sometimes hold grudges. We sometimes will judge people or we sometimes may hold things against people and we keep it in our back pocket and we use it as ammunition so anytime 
somebody offend us, we go and we expel their, their deepest secrets, hallelujah, to try to assassinate their character or try to assassinate their name. But I come here today to remind you and let you know that guess what? Even though they may try to assassinate your name and your character, God will not allow it to stand. And neither will it come to pass, hallelujah. But Saul was on a journey. He was on a journey to go and kill more Christians. He was on a journey to stop them from spreading the good news. See, the enemy don't want you to spread the truth. He wants you to spread lies. He wants you to spread disbelief. He wants you to believe that you're not who God called you to be. But I come here today to let you know and sound the alarm. You are who God said that you are. Why? Because he anointed you to be you. He anointed you to do great things. And he has built you for this. He has gotten you ready for a time as this. So don't allow the things that is coming up against you like a flood, hallelujah, to stop you. Because you are an overcomer in spite of it all and through it all. Even though things are coming at you and darts are coming at you and arrows are coming at you and some of us javelins are coming at us, we got to learn how to pick up our shield of faith, hallelujah, so that it can bounce back to cinder, hallelujah, so that when the enemy comes like a flood, hallelujah, we raise the word of God, hallelujah, against it, and it cannot stand against God's word, hallelujah, so that's why we have to study God's word, we have to stay in a place of prayer, we have to stay in a place, hallelujah, always prostrating and looking up to the Lord, because I don't care what nobody say, there is no way that Saul, hallelujah, did not already have a relationship with the Lord, because when God called his name, Saul, Saul, hallelujah, he knew his voice, come on now, you don't just bow down, hallelujah, to some voice you don't know, he already had an intimate relationship, but the enemy, hallelujah, tried to bow him from receiving the true light, but Jesus came one day, after hot sun, and began to shine his light on him, why? Because this was the day that the Lord has made, and he's about to rejoice, I said he's about to rejoice, and be glad therein, that's why God had to close his eyes, because God had to make sure that he took out everything that he thought he knew, you know, Paul, Saul was not a dumb man, he was a man uh, that had a lot of wisdom. Uh, he stood with the best. He rode with the best. He was taught by the best. My God. Uh, he understood Roman. Hallelujah. He understood the Sadducees, the Pharisees, uh, whatever seed. Uh, he understood all languages. Uh, nobody could get nothing over him. My God. Uh, he was one of the smartest men in town. Uh, so God said, wait a minute. Uh, before I convert him, uh, I got to close his eyes. Uh, I got to close his ears. Uh, I got to reform him, uh, taking everything out. Because, see, when I get finished with this, come on now. The Sadducees ain't going to get the glory. Uh, the Pharisees ain't going to get the glory. Uh, get, come on. Nobody going to get the glory but me. Hallelujah. So when God shed his light on Saul, glory to God. It wasn't a flashlight. It says a light from heaven. He fell to the earth. Meaning that he fell to his knees. Now, how could you fall to your knees for somebody you don't know? Somebody ain't going to fall to their knees unless they know you. Hallelujah. He already had to me. I'm just saying, I'm not 
thing that the Bible said. But what I am saying is that through revelation, see, you cannot bow down to something or somebody you don't know. So it lets me know that probably in the midnight hour, he had time when he was probably talking to God, even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees and whatever seed, they didn't know that, hallelujah. But he had to have some type of relationship because he heard the voice, amen. And you don't answer unless you know the voice. Because that's why the Bible says that we know he knows us when he calls our name. We know God when he calls our name. We know because it's a sound and a voice that comes from above. Amen. So he knows those that call his name. So he, he fell to the earth and he heard a voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why prosecute thou me? He didn't say, why prosecute them? Why prosecute the women and men that I'm sending out to do the work? Because the thing is, it's not about them. It's not about her. It's not about him. It's about me. Because I'm in them. Hallelujah. Anytime that God is in you, we're prosecuting God. We're not prosecuting him. We're not prosecuting her. But we're prosecuting the God that's in them. So you better be careful how you treat God's anointing. Hallelujah. Because you're not treating the person like that. You're treating God like that. It is God Almighty that's inside of that man or woman of God. That's why God said, so, so, why prosecute thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? Ha! Huh. Wait a minute. Now, Saul ain't never answered to nobody. Everybody answered to Saul. Am I lying? Saul never answered to nobody. Hallelujah. He was the head, come on, leader. Am I right? Amen. So, you telling me that he answered to somebody? Hey, that is humility kicking in. Hallelujah. See, sometimes God just got to get us alone. Because when we're around people, we want to act like we all this. When we're around people, we don't really want the true humility to come forth. But I come to you on today and remind you that the humility that's inside of you needs to come forth. Because God needs those that are broken. He needs those that are less than themselves. He needs those that are selfless. He don't need those that think they have it all or think they know it all or those that's so perfect and you can't tell them anything. I know sometimes I think that I can do everything and sometimes I'm always saying no. Do it this way. And somebody say, well, no, 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 apostle. No, pastor. No, no, it's this way. And I say, no, 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 it's this way. See, the reason why I'm saying it's this way, because I'm used to doing this myself. But I have not yet recognized the help that God has sent me. So that means that I only know one way, the way that I know. But I had to move myself out the way and let the help, hallelujah, do what they know. Because God sent somebody that is in their trade. He sent somebody that knows what to do. Somebody that makes it a little bit easier for you. So sometimes you gotta just move out the way and die down and die out and let God be God. You've been praying and asking God to send help. You've been praying and saying, God, bring somebody to do this. And then when they come, you don't move out the way and let them do what God has sent them to do. So I come to you on today that God gives you a discernment to discern those that are sent by God uh, and that you begin to move out the way. I'm speaking to myself 
right now, you begin to move out the way, glory to God, uh, and allow delegation to take place so you can delegate things to those that God has sent to do what you need to do. Amen. I'm already feeling encouraged right now. He said, I am Jesus. He said, who are they, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom thou prosecuted. I'm the one. I'm the one that you prosecuted. I'm the one that you killed. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm in them. I'm the one. So I got to come and let you see who I am. I'm the one. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Oh, my God. Now you about to tell me that he trembled. He trembled, the Bible says, and he trembling and acknowledged, saying, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Meaning that he come to a place, come on, of fear. See, we need to learn how to fear the Lord. We don't want to fear the Lord. We, we don't walk in the fear of the Lord no more because we have already arrived. We got this and we got that. We're doing this and we're doing that. We got this money and we got that money. We got this education and that education. We got these people in this building. We don't need God anymore. The devil is a liar. We need to allow the fear of God to come back into the body of Christ. That's why you don't see power and demonstration operating in the body of Christ. People that's coming in in wheelchairs, they're leaving back and out in wheelchairs. Why? Because the glory and the power of God cannot even be present because we are in the way. We keep wanting to do things ourselves. We keep wanting to say things the way we want to say things and sing the way we want to sing and preach what we want to preach. What happened if the Holy Ghost say, don't preach today, just worship me. Uh, don't sing today, just praise me. Uh, don't do nothing today but just lay prostate in front of me. Uh, we gotta learn how to tune into the Spirit of God so that the power and the demonstration of God can come into the place so people can be healed and delivered. Glory to God. He said, and he trembled and acknowledged. He said, he said, God, stay with me. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. He said, rise up. Arise. See, Paul went through this conversion before he became Paul. See, he understood about prosecution. Because he did the prosecution. He understood how most of the Christians had to overcome his prosecution. That's why he said that he was an overcomer. Amen? He was more than an overcomer. Amen? So when we look at this right now, we got to understand this, that Paul had two areas in ministry. The first area in ministry that Paul had was he understood how to live and he had to understood how to overcome the world because he went through all that we see through the word of God. That's why when you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 through 18, I'm not going to read that, but I need you to read that in your own time. And chapter 6, 4 to 16, he says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. 
Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Despair, meaning that on every side, that's going to be trouble. That means that when you try to do good, trouble going to come on your left. When you try to do good, trouble going to come on your right. When you're trying to move forward, here it come. And then don't go back because he already behind you. So you got to keep moving forward. So don't allow trouble, hallelujah, to make you stop. Because sometimes we stop. And we don't move forward. We kind of go to side, to the side. And then sometimes if we ain't getting the words of encouragement that we need, we may go back. Amen. But we can't afford to go back. Because anytime you go back at the end of the line, that means that you got to wait your turn again. We don't have time to wait for our turn. We stood in a line long enough. Most of us been in a line so long, the line was all the way around and down and around more than the 400 years in the wilderness. Glory to God. Now that it's time, we are next. So we got to understand that there's going to be trouble on every side, but yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Prosecuted. Ha! Prosecuted. Let me tell you something. Ministry. For those that want to jump out here in ministry and say they're an apostle, that they're a pastor, let me tell you something. Let me hear from a true authentic apostle. If I can give it to you, here, I'll give you my mantle. Hey, this ain't easy, honey. This ain't no joke. You better be careful. What you jumping in? You better be careful what you let people put you in. When people say you this and you that, you better know that God is the one who called you to that office because this right here is not a joke. This right here, hallelujah, will allow you to be prosecuted, glory to God. This right here will allow you to be troubled on every side. When you look up, it's trouble. When you lay down, it's trouble. When you get ready to get back up, it's trouble, trouble, trouble. It makes you feel like you bringing the trouble. But I come here to tell you on the day, you ain't bringing the trouble. The devil in trouble, hallelujah. See, anytime God's anointed step in a place, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some trouble. He's going to try to make you look like you trouble. He's going to make you look make you feel like it's your fault and that you did this and you did that. Why? Because he is an accuser of the brethren. He is nothing but a liar. He is a deceiver. He is all of that. So therefore, he's going to make you feel like it's your fault. He's going to make you feel like you did it. But I come to tell you uh, that there is trouble on every side, uh, but yet not distress. We are perplexed, uh, but not in despair. Prosecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, meaning that people going to put us down. People going to step on us. People going to run over us. Uh, people going to move us. People going to hide us. People going to do all types of things uh, just to keep us down. They going to stump on us. They going to 
to God because God will be with you. Amen. Always bearing about in the body the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ that life, hallelujah, also of Jesus may be manifest in the body for which we live always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, not our sake, that the life also of Jesus may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death work in us, but life in you. Stop right there. Remember Apostle Paul said, always bearing about in the body, come on, the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ, which means here comes more frustration. Here come more sorrows but joy. Here come more assurance to us having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. And I believe, and therefore have I spoken. Hallelujah. Also believe and therefore speak. What a revelation right there. My God. There are always going to be issues we face. Remember, we are prosecuted on every side. Inside the church, outside the church, in the body of Christ, the church walls, the byways, the highways, come on, the marketplace, on our jobs, through marriage, our children, everything. Hallelujah, my God. But we're holding on to a true, authentic Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because guess what? We cannot waver. We can't waver through this thing. We can't be tossed to and fro like a wave. You know, some days we up. Some days we down. Hallelujah. You know how many times I could just lay in the bed and keep the blanket over my head and just peek from under the blanket and look and say, you know what, Lord? Not today. Let me let, let me go tomorrow. And then when tomorrow come, huh, huh, Lord, not today. Let me go tomorrow. Hey. But see, you ain't got no choice. Because when God calls you, you can't go back up under that blanket and say, I'll just wait till tomorrow. So you can't waver. You got to hold on to your true authentic anointing. Your true authentic leadership characteristics. Not wavering for popularity. Not for fame. You must eliminate all offenses. Because guess what, y'all? Offenses will come. But guess what? Reconciliations resolves a disagreement. Lies don't come. Amen. We got to bridge the gap back together in love and unity. Bringing us together. Reestablishing our character. Reestablishing our integrity unto God. Now we can do just like Apostle Paul instructed us to do. Because when you go on down to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 6 through 16, hallelujah. It says, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. We are already ministers. I have not called you to be a minister, man of God. She has not called you to be a minister. The Bible says that, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. Okay? We're all ministers of God. Most of us may operate in the gifting of office, which is the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, the teachers. Those are gifts. But I'm talking about we are called into an office of ministers of God. But we must know that when we are in this, we must have much patience. It's not easy dealing with people. People is going to let you down. 
people is going to leave you. If you have not been in this long enough, man of God, let me help you. People will leave you. The same people that helped you. The same people that you looked up to. The same people that you've given all of your secrets to. They will leave you. But guess what? You cannot allow that to stop you. Because God brings people in our life sometimes for a season and a reason. And guess what? Just because they leave you, don't look at it being a bad thing. Look at it and know that it was a process. You have been going through your process. Everybody needs to go through their process. You have a microwave process and you got an oven process. And I'm going to tell you something. The oven process, my God, my God. That process, oh, Jesus Christ. That process is hot. I'm talking about your family will leave you. Your husband will leave you. Your wife will leave you. Your children, the same ones that you gave birth, will leave you. Come on now. So I'm telling you, in much patience and afflictions, you're going to be afflicted. People going to rub you the wrong way, but you got to love them. Let me tell you something. The prayer is this. Lord, I know what they did to me, but let my heart be full of love. Lord, allow agape to be my portion. See, my prayer is not big houses. My prayer is not more money. My prayer is, first of all, let my love be like the love of God. Because if you don't have the love of God for the people of God, my God, how could you say you love God? Because the Bible says that, how could you say that you love me who you have never seen, but don't love your brother who you see every day? So therefore, I don't want God to say to me, depart from me, I never knew you. Because see, you said that you was a man of God. You said that you was a woman of God. But you did not like your brother. And you had an up with your brother. You couldn't even reconcile or bring your brother back. Hallelujah. Or let them bring you back. But you held an offense. Glory. You took it to your grave. I am a forgiving God. I am a faithful God. But you, how could you say that you love me and you show no love. You never even went back to even try to reconcile the situation. You walked in pride. You walked in the situation where you was vindictive. See, somebody that's very vindictive is dangerous. That means that they're willing and they're going to do everything to try to get you. Meaning that they will tear down your character. They will lie on you. They will put so much stuff on you because the thing is the enemy has lied to them. See, the enemy wants them to try to destroy you because remember the enemy has no body he needs to use the woman of the man of God so if he can put enough lies in their mind and make them feel a certain way oh my God he can use them to try to destroy you but I come to tell you on today because you are God's anointed come on now you would not be destroyed amen because the Bible just reminds us that but he says that in all things in affliction in necessities in distress you have to continue, hallelujah, to be a minister of God. You have to continue to be the man and the woman of God that God has called you to do. You may not have a big church. You may not have a pulpit. But God has still called us to be a minister. Meaning that when you go outside 
at your house. You have to minister to somebody. You have to encourage somebody. You got to love on somebody, my God. See, the work is not just in the church building. The work is when you go to the gas station. The work is when you go to the grocery store. The work is what you do on your job. The work is what you do when you walk outside your door. Matter of fact, the work don't even start there. The work starts inside your household. Uh, what are you doing with your children in your house? What you doing with your husband in your house? What you doing with your wife in the house? Whoever you got in your house, your first ministry is to those in the house. Hallelujah. And then God sends us out along the way. Uh, but if we can't do ministry inside the house, uh, how are we going to succeed doing ministry outside the house? Uh, you won't be able to, glory to God, because you're going to be distressed on every side. You're going to be afflicted on every side. You're going to be like tossed to and from, like a wave, my God. Uh, but in all things, God has already approved us uh, as ministers of God. So he says that in this, you're going to have to have much patience in afflictions, because there's going to be some afflictions. There's going to be some necessities, meaning that you're going to have to get out of your own need, my God. Uh, you're going to have to get out of your own pocket. Uh, sometimes you're going to have to go without just to help somebody else. Oh, my God. Uh, did she say that? Oh, yeah. Because, see, we don't want to give out of our own. Uh, we want to raise an offering. Uh, we want to get ties. Uh, we want to have a fish dinner. Uh, but are we willing to give out of our own paycheck first to God? Uh, are we willing to give everything to God? Uh, I come here to tell you, uh, you need to first seek the kingdom of God. Uh, and then when you seek first the kingdom of God, everything will be given unto you. Uh, I'd rather invest my money in the things of the kingdom of God uh, because when you invest your money in this world, uh, let me tell you something uh, it lose value, glory to God, it's devalued my God uh, but when you invest in the kingdom of God, uh, you add more value, hallelujah God will give you more value, hallelujah he'll give you all things uh, he got a cattle on a million thousand hills, my God, he got many matches, my God, uh, he got favor, glory to God uh, see you better learn how to invest uh, in the kingdom of God uh, kingdom things, glory to God not just material things amen, which is nothing wrong with taking care of yourself, I like nice things it's nothing wrong of doing for yourself but I'm saying we have to seek first the kingdom of God because when we first seek first the kingdom of God and see where the need is in the kingdom of God, because God sent people that are financially sound, that can help you financially. But also, God sent people that are strong. Come on now, that are strong, that can also help in building. God also sent people that can pray. God also sent people that can clean. So you don't just put it as money. God sent people in all different areas. But we have to learn how to receive them when they come. Because what happens is they don't look like what we expect them to look like. We want them to look like what we want them to look like. We thought that it was going to be them over here. But God sent somebody that probably that you didn't even like. But that's the one that's going to bless you. See, the reason why we're missing our blessing and we're not getting anything is because we're picking the wrong people. God has put the people right there in front of us. Right here. This is gold. I see it's gold. But I'm saying that it's purple. Now, how could this be purple? It's right in front of me. It is gold. But because my eyes are blinded, because I want to see it being purple, because I'm looking over here because this is purple. I want to look to my left. I want to look to my right. But instead of looking towards the hills, my God, from which comes my help. And that comes from the Lord. Amen. He says that in stripes, meaning 
We're healed by what? His stripes. Meaning that there's going to be some sickness. But guess what? It won't last. There's going to be some imprisonment. We're going to be in prison, not just in a jail cell, behind closed um, doors. See, imprisonment can be depression. Imprisonment can be oppression, regression. Imprisonment can be, come on, abandoned, feeling, feeling lonely. I know all these things, feeling rejected. I went through all of these things. I was depressed. I lost my mind. See, the reason why the anointing that's on my life is so strong is because I lost my mind. See, people always say, I almost lost my mind. But I come to tell y'all, I lost my mind. And God gave me a right mind. And God renewed my mind. Hallelujah. And thank God I didn't get stuck in my wrong mind. Amen. So therefore, in imprisonment, in traumas, and labors, and watches, and fasting, we got to learn how to watch. We got to learn how to fast. We got to learn, you know, we got to learn how to come to the house of God. And pray. I know we can go home and pray, y'all. I know we can lay in our beds and pray. I know we can sit at home and read our Bible. But the sacrifice is, is you going to get out of your comfort zone. That is the sacrifice. Everything is on Facebook. Everything's on Snapchat. Everything's on Instagram. Everything's on this. Everything's on that. People can just sit in the comfort of their home, my God, and just sit back and just watch Facebook, eat. Watch somebody else serves. Watch somebody else serves. Do you think really, 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 unless if you're not really tuned into the spirit, that you're going to receive true deliverance? Hey, no. You need to come, it says, to what? Assemble ourselves together. Assemble ourselves with one another. Hallelujah. You need to ask God, where do you belong? It's something when you sacrifice and come up out of your comfort zone. I remember when I first got into prayer. Hallelujah. They always call prayers at 4 a.m. I live 45 minutes from the church. But when they call 4 a.m. prayer, I had to get up. Hallelujah. Means that I had to get up at 3 o'clock and drive all the way across town because I was part of that intercessory team. But I'm telling you something. It was not easy because the devil wanted me to believe, oh, you can pray right here at home. It ain't going to hurt. You know, just because you don't show up, you know, it's okay because at least you still pray. No, no, no. Because when I'm assembling myself with two or three, come on, when two and three come together, the power of prayer, come on. See, the thing is the devil wants us to believe a lie. We got to quit allowing the devil to sow seeds of lies in our mind. When you get up, see, let me tell you. This is the blessing. This is how you get blessed. It's when you sacrifice. It's in through your sacrifice and obedience. It's where the favor and the blessings come. So guess what? They can tell you that it's going to take nine months for this to happen. But because your sacrifice, because your obedience, because you have done that, even though it took nine months for somebody else, but it was your sacrifice, your obedience, your love, your faithfulness that brought it in in two months. Come on, y'all. See, we don't want to sacrifice nothing. We don't want to be obedient to nothing. We be obedient here, we be obedient there, and then after a while, we kind of stop. I don't know, but this is what I used to do before I got to the place of obedience. See, I didn't just come to a place of obedience and a place of sacrifice and a place of faith just like that. It took me years, and guess what? I'm still going through the process, amen, because I'm going from faith to faith and glory to glory, amen. The process does not stop. The process continues to go. Why? Because none of us are perfect, only Christ Jesus. We are perfecting ourselves mature ourselves to be more like him. Glory to God. And in closing, it says by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love, 
Hallelujah. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report, by good report as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well, known as dying and behold we live, as trusting and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Did you hear what he said? He said, at first I had nothing, but now I got all things where I don't just got all things for me, but I can go help my brethren. Come on now. He says, oh, you Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. You are not straightening us, but you are straightening your own bowels. Hallelujah. See, Paul wanted them to know that, first of all, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You cannot connect yourself with unbelievers. See, this right here is not telling you not to go out and minister to people that are not saved. When God has called us as ministers, you don't have to go and yoke yourself up, meaning doing what they do just to get them to see God in you. God should be able to come outside of you. Where when you come on a scene, they see God in you. Like Paul said, I had to become some to win some. Meaning that he couldn't go in there with a three-piece suit. He had to go in there with his timbers, his white tee, his hat. I remember when I ministered to the children in 2020, um, detention center. We have a ministry there called All About Me. Where we go in and we minister to the youth, those that have been in juvenile trouble from the ages of Hallelujah, like um, seven up to like, um, excuse me, yeah, now it's seven, all the way up to like 17. And we would go there um, every third Thursday and we would minister to them. And we were able to minister to them, lay hands on them. And I'm going to tell you something. When I went down there, they were, they saw me in the beginning. Here come that lady. Here come that lady with that Bible. Here come that lady with that suit. Guess what? I had to read the word of God again. Paul said I had to become like some to win some. So the next time I went back down there, my brother, I had on my Tims, I had on my jeans, I had on a white tee, and I had my hat to the back. I looked like a thug, but guess what? I had my nine millimeter, the word of God. Amen? And when I went in, the Lord used me. And a lot of them got saved. And a lot of them, and I remember months down the line, I was walking across the street somewhere, and I heard somebody say, Miss Robin, Miss Robin, Miss Robin. And I looked. And I said, okay. He said, you remember me? And I felt so bad because I didn't remember because God really changed him, transformed him. He said, it's me. I was the one that was in detention. Remember when they said that they was going to give me 15 years because he was in, he, he was part of a complicity to murder. And they found him not guilty. So don't tell me God can't transform somebody. Amen. Amen. So in the closing, for all things, we must continue to have abundant grace. Might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. Amen. I feel a shift right there. I just want to encourage you on today that you are overcomer. Do it all. Stay encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't give up. Don't stop. Continue to do the work that God has called you to do. Don't, don't, get, don't, don't, don't give up. Don't try to be like somebody. Be like who God called you to be. Because your ministry is different. Your ministry ain't like their ministry. Your ministry, God's going to use you in a different way. Amen? 
See, God, see, you don't been in places they can't go. So don't try to mimic somebody else's ministry. Be who God called you to be. Amen? And let God anoint you so that when you go out there, change can come through when people see you. Sometimes you don't even have to open your mouth. But when you come on a scene, you bring the authority and the power of God. And guess what? Those devils got to bow. Amen? So I want to encourage you. You are an overcomer. And may God bless you. May God keep you. But guess what? I know somebody out there may not know God. It's real easy. All you got to do is just repeat after me. Come on. I confess with my heart. I mean, I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that Lord Jesus have died for me. And he has forgiven me of all of my sins. And now I forgive myself. And I call him into my life. And I ask him to come into my life right now so that he can reform me. He can conform me. He can transform me. He can renew my mind. And allow me, oh God, to receive your word. Let the word of God wash me clean. Let me have a, a, a clear understanding of the word of God. Give me the, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and the spirit of understanding. But most of all, give me the fear of the Lord. Allow your, ministry, your, your, your mysteries and your revelation to be downloaded into my mind. Connect me divinely to those that you would use to pour into my life. Let, let my life not be the same, but let me be a light that shines on the top of the hill, oh God, that when people see me, they see you first. God, let me go through the process. Let me be able to die out to myself, be more selfless, so that I can become more like you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for delivering me. Now, you said that I can ask and open my mouth and that I will be filled with the fresh Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, fill me with the Holy Spirit right now. I need the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that's going to be able to overcome every devil, going to overcome every scorpion, every serpent, and also because through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will give me the ability to raise the dead, to heal the sick, and cast out devils for your glory. So, Lord God, I thank you for the special gift of the Holy Spirit. And, Lord God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen and glory to God. So, first of all, we want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back here at 6 o'clock. Amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.